Hi, and welcome everyone to Open Mic with Kristen, where each week we feature events and successes with our staff and our students of Beaufort County Schools. Let's get started. Well, hello, I'm excited today. Um, I have three guests on, and I'm really excited to learn more about this topic that we're going to be talking about pre-K. So ladies, welcome. I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves, tell us your title and your role with the program. Maybe we'll go left to right. Okay. <laughs> Hi there. I'm Tracy Monar, and I am the pre-K lead teacher at Chacoinity Primary, and I'm so excited to be here today. How long have you been? I have been there. This is year six for wow. me. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm Jennifer Williams. I'm a pre-K program specialist with Beaufort County Schools. Um, prior to this role, I did teach in the classroom at Eastern for 20 plus years. Oh, wow. So, okay. You got some experience. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Shannon Sines. I'm the pre-K director okay. for Beaufort County Schools. And that's why we're doing this. Um, you know, Ms. Sines just stepped into this role this past summer. And so I thought we should, you know, introduce and, and kind of just talk about pre-K because it's a really big thing in our county. I think it's something that everybody needs to know about. Um, tell us, what is pre-K? Well, pre-K, I mean, it's just in what the word of pre-K. It's pre-kindergarten okay. and it's designed to assist children in preparing for their kindergarten year. Okay. In Beaufort County Schools, our pre-kindergarten program, it's what we call blended pre-K. Mm -hmm. um, we're funded through NC Pre-K, we're Title okay. I funded, and through the Exceptional Children's Program. So now blended, is there a certain amount of kids that you can have or? So it is blended and so um, we try to have a good balance. Because we're funded by three different programs, we have a certain amount of slots for each funding source. Okay. So we are able to have 180 children in our program oh, wow. across okay. four elementary schools. How many do we typically have? So we push to really fill that up to 180. Yeah. Um, we're well on our way this school year um, okay. with more incoming. So we're super excited about that. That's good. Anything you ladies want to add? I mean, I know y'all have been in this program a really long time. So if you think of the word pre-K, how would you describe it? I would describe it as just a very important step in mm -hmm. your child's life as far as being able to be exposed to a classroom setting. Mm -hmm. It is so important to have that exposure and for them to be able to see what a classroom setting's like and to get that social emotional development basically just build the whole child. Mm -hmm. It is so important for them to be in that classroom prior to kindergarten. Right. And I, I think it does make a difference that our pre-K classrooms are in public schools. Yes. So when the children transition from pre-K to kindergarten, they've had that experience and they're familiar with the they're environment there. where they're going to be for yeah. the next few years anyway. So now, like, if let's say a child is in pre-K, now do, are they, like, automatically enrolled in kindergarten if they're there? Or they have to enroll for kindergarten? Is that how that process works? Yes, they still have okay. to come to kindergarten registration the next year. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they they basically know which school they're going to, so it makes it a little bit easier. And I bet it gives them a little bit of confidence too, right? Because they're there already. Absolutely. They're like the big dog already. They're already in that school. Absolutely. That's really neat. Okay. And yeah, you see that confidence grow throughout the school oh, year absolutely. as they're yeah. adjusting. So. Getting to see them on our hall. We're on the same mm -hmm. hall with kindergarten, of course. Okay. And just being able to see that confidence that's been built in them and their pride. 
walking and they up know and the, the teacher exactly yeah and the principal and stuff okay that's neat so pre-academic skills is like always talked about what are what are those can you talk about the pre-academic skills pre-academic skills for kindergarten are basically just building the whole child okay you have your there's cognitive there's language mm-hmm. there's the physical gross motor and fine motor just being able to build on all of that okay throughout the year and to know I think it's very important um, we have a major collaboration with kindergarten and with first grade and our school and I think it is so important to be able to build that foundation and know what those mm-hmm. kids are expected to know in kindergarten and in first grade and be able to build that full development of the whole child as they're going throughout the year and have them ready for that kindergarten setting. And, you know, you guys say like math and cognitive. Give us some examples because that might scare a couple of parents. Like, oh, my gosh, is my kid going to, you know, be expected to multiply when they're, you know, four years old? No, this is like, (laughs) give us some examples. Like when you talk about math or you talk about, I mean, are we talking about shapes? Are we give us a give us some examples of what you mean by that? They're exposing them to shapes, making sure mm-hmm. that they can identify basic shapes. We work on three D shapes okay. by the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, and then as far as being able to recognize all their colors and with math, what we really strive for is just building that number recognition. Um, hopefully, one to twenty by the end of the school year mm-hmm. and being able to rote count up to 100. We, okay. we do try to, to build on that and expose them to that, but being able to have them where they can definitely count to 25 mm-hmm. and we just kind of build on to that based on how the child is progressing okay. and what is developmentally appropriate for each child. Also being able to write numbers, Mm -hmm. we work with them on trying to write, you know, just introducing them to being able to write some numbers. Am I forgetting anything? (laughs) Sorting, understanding some of those math concept words like more and less and the same as. Those things are important. smaller, taller. Yes, comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of big too. It is. It's like life skills. It is. You know, it's just the basics that they they really Mm -hmm. have to know. That's right. How do you teach things like colors and numbers? We have, um, we use flashcards. Mm -hmm. As Jennifer stated, we do a lot of different sorting activities just to see that they can identify and differentiate the colors and the shapes. Um, we work on a shape a week and a color a week initially okay. just to give them that exposure. Right. So, so and I think it's immersed in everything they do is. in the and classroom too. The you know, they've it got is. center activities mm-hmm. that work on colors. They mm-hmm. talk about it. Lots of language-based experiences to help teach colors and shapes, and I'm sure it's even all of like those anyone wearing a black shirt, right? Line step, up, exactly. you know, line up. I mean, and that helps too. I bet you know it's it just does. those little things. It does, and you know, even when we go in and watch their centers, mm-hmm. only three friends can be in this center, or That's two counting. friends in this center, and That's so they're right. having to regulate and understand what three means and what two means and so forth. So mm-hmm. definitely immersed in their day. Y'all really get them with that too because they want to be with their buddies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that just gives families like an idea of, of the things. But there, it's always a learning, you know, venture, I think. It is. Um, why is play-based learning so important in pre-K? 
Play-based learning is so important in pre-K because it, there again, builds their full development overall and it gives them exposure to such great social emotional. It is so important Mm -hmm. to be able to have that socialization with their peers and be able to learn how to identify emotions, talk about emotions, and just get through, you know, get through the day with their peers and see how life is going to be. It just... Mm -hmm. It truly builds that foundation, I think, yeah. for just the whole child. Mm-hmm. I've heard it say that play is the work of childhood. I don't remember who said that, but oh, I've heard that. it lots. And it really does prepare. The, I mean, you have to share and compromise and take turns and wait. And mm-hmm. it is the building block for getting along in the world. And I feel like these days kids do not have patience. or And I think it's... It, you know, it's an easy fix to they're in the shopping cart. So you give them your cell phone because they're getting impatient because they don't want to. Now, like we used to feed them like I would grab a box of Teddy Grahams or so that they weren't using that device. But I think it's that quick gratification that. And so that's so important it for is. them to be able to to know those things, to share yeah. and to wait, mm-hmm. because I don't know that they really know how to do that at that age that's so important it is a hard thing yeah. to yes. learn yeah yes and that exposure in the classroom just helps build that so much well I bet I can't yeah. imagine <clears throat> what are um what are some social skills that pre-k students learn in the program I would say as far as social skills go that they are just they're learning how as I said earlier mm-hmm. to identify with their emotions yeah. and see emotions in other children it teaches them a, simp- a sense of empathy okay let's talk about the enrollment process a little bit because that might be something that the community might be wondering about so is it limited can anyone apply what's the time frame give us a little rundown of how they would if they're interested in in doing pre-k for their child sure so um Unfortunately, we're not a universal pre-K program. So that means that we don't have a spot for everyone. Um, As we said before, we have 180 spots. And so each spring, what we do is we hold a mass registration and screening process, and that's by appointment. And this is for children who will turn four by August 31st. Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if your child's going to turn four by August 31st, you're going to watch for in the spring, we'll start advertising Um, through the BCS social media Mm -hmm. and website and so forth about this mass screening. And basically, um, because not everyone can get in, we use what's called a multi-criteria screening process. So that really helps us to determine which students are most in need of the pre-K program so that we can make the best decision about who who ends up being eligible um, once everyone applies. Okay. Because we are a unique county, and so there's three different locations, isn't that correct, to, to um, register or to make an appointment? Yes. And so um, as we start to advertise, because we have four elementary schools, you know, of course, with Northeast has two classrooms, Eastern Elementary has five, Chocowinity has two, and then we also have one classroom at um, SW Snowden. Right. And so um, as we do these mass screenings, we try to do them in areas where families are able to congregate and be as close to their their home places mm-hmm. as possible. I think the one where they don't have a ton of um, foot traffic is usually Snowden. Is And so it's really important to know that they are in all locations. You don't have to go to the city. You'll go to your you know home base because... 
we're trying to make it convenient. Isn't there, they're, they're not all at schools either. There's another location, right? Yes. And so um, we have one of our mass screenings at our it's called our PD Center, Professional mm-hmm. Development Center, mm-hmm. that's on Pierce Street, North right. Pierce Street here in town. And doesn't Care World have a... Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there yes. anywhere else? There there are classrooms at Care World in Washington and Chacoinity, okay. and there are also some slots at a New Adventure. And so we, we also screen for those, too? Yes, at the mass screening, and they usually come to the the mass screening that's on Pierce Street. Okay. And what, what does the screening look like? What types of things are we asking the kids or the parents? So we use a fancy word. It's called the dial four screening um, tool. But really it looks at the child's motor skills, language, concepts. So we're looking at naming body parts, counting, um, their self-help skills. You know, are they able to dress themselves? Mm -hmm. Are they able to, how are they doing with their eating are they using t- utensils, that sort of thing? And then their social development. So are they sharing? Are they able to mm. share their toys? Self-control, that sort of thing. So those are all important pieces to their development. And the great thing is the parents walk away having some of that information of how their children are doing at that age, regardless of whether they get into the program or not, they walk away with some really valuable information about their child. A lot of independent stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Can they do those things on their own? Yeah. I get so excited doing the dial four every year because it. I love it every year. I love doing the pre-K screenings. It gives us an opportunity to see who's coming in, mm-hmm. possibly, you know, to see all of our candidates. Yeah. And then it gives the child a chance to see teachers and get familiar with faces mm-hmm. and I just it's, it's an exciting time have all of them been somewhere before like a daycare or most no, no? Ma'am. okay no, ma'am. well and that kind of varies it does vary and one of the things <clears throat> that NC pre-k um, funded slots try to look at are children who have not been in child care anywhere so okay. it's giving those kids that have been home with parents or grandparents a chance to be in a setting before they go to kindergarten and because get that it's social, hard. socialization yeah. and um, those pre-academic skills mm-hmm. in there. I know. I mean, I know just getting my own child ready for it. It was like we needed to make sure that he could do all these things like unbuckling his seatbelt so he could get out of the car mm-hmm. or to walk in. And I know the one lady, she reached in the car and she said, oh, you already did it. I was like, we've been practicing all summer. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had a certain thing because there were some things he really relied on us to do. And right. I was like, no, he need, he's he got to get ready for this. Like, you can do this. It's mm-hmm. pushing a button, pulling your seatbelt, locking it. It's, you know, it's not that hard. Zipping your coat. That was another thing. Like, mama, can you zip my coat? You know, these are things I'm like, he's got to be able to do. The teacher cannot stop and zip his coat. Every, like, she can't zip 24 coats, you know. And so I'm thinking like you guys, but it's those... um those really important independent steps, I think, for them. And it's so exciting to see that independence build just oh, in know. that one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you see. From to the end of the year, it is incredible to see how they grow. What a transformation, right? Yeah, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. That's really it's remarkable. Neat. Yeah, that's really, really neat. What does a typical day look like for a pre-K student? Public school pre-K, a typical day looks like them coming in from either bus or car riders, and they get prepared by putting their things up there again, showing that independence, putting mm-hmm. their own things up, washing their hands, getting ready for breakfast. We, after that, 
they come to the carpet for a small little group activity, and then we go into centers. They're supposed to be in center time for the dura- the full duration, well, substantial, substantial portion of the day. Portion. Thank okay. you, Jennifer. That word left me. <laughs> um, but the substantial portion of the day. So they are doing all kinds of learning activities during center time in the morning. We have different things going on there. Again, I keep saying the whole child Mm -hmm. just to help develop the whole child. There's literacy activities that are implemented in centers. And if they choose to come to our desks, we have literacy and math activities going on. They're able to use iPads in the classroom with different programs on them that are available. So they have iPads available to them during the technology time during centers. Then after we do center time, we typically have another large group activity. We have lunch, and then they head outside to play. Okay. And then we have a rest time, and our rest time is typically from 1230 to 150. Okay. And then when they wake up from nap, it's washing our hands, getting ready for snack, and we do a review of the day. And it's time to go home. Okay. So there's never a dull moment. Now, are they like riding the buses or do they have to get dropped off? They can They can either be a car rider or oh, a bus rider. That's great. Um, parents have that choice. And with bus riders, they actually have to be put in car seats on the bus. They have to be strapped in. Okay. And taken off by an adult. Well, and the buses and the today are beautiful and they have they, are. they already have car seats car on seats them. yes, yes ma'am they're equipped <laughs> so nice they're equipped with the belts I, i'm always like we didn't have buses like this no. now what about meals you mentioned meals um are they provided is it the same type of thing like the schools have like it's free lunch for yeah. them yeah that's yes. right so okay. they are provided free lunch every day currently wow. and and then we also provide that um, daily snack for their snack time. So, that's so great. So both of those, I mean, that's fantastic to be able to offer those free of charge yes. for all of our children. Yes. That's so helpful. So helpful. How many kids are in a classroom? We have 18. The rate staff-child ratio for pre-K is 9 to 1. Okay, 9 to so 1. So there's typically two teachers in every classroom, and we can have up to 18. Got it. If a parent's interested, give them some next steps. Let's talk about next steps for right now. Yeah. So we're not completely full. We're approaching full. However, if you have a child that turned four by this last October 31st, you can still reach out to us. You can call the pre-K office, ask for myself, Shannon Signs. We can help you with the um, application process. Otherwise, if you have a child that, like I said, is going to turn for by next August 31st. Watch for that mass screening. Watch for when we start to advertise that. We'll be letting everyone know how to access applications, how to make those appointments so that we can find out our next new group for next school year. You just touched on something really important. So until you fill those 180 slots, you can continue to take pre-K students. That's right. And that's really important because we hear a lot of people come in after, oh, I think I missed it, or maybe they just moved here, and they're wanting to get their child in, but they're wondering if it's too late. So is there a deadline? So we don't have a deadline. Um, It's just mostly about are we full? And so like I said, if you you have one of those four-year-olds out there right now, contact us right away. Okay. um, So we can start looking at the application and see if they would qualify. and then otherwise, we'll be having that mass screening in the spring. And you'll screen them like you would at the mass screening. 
Yes, it, do, it like is a similar. Okay. So um, sometimes we have them do the application and then we determine a time to be able to do the dial for and so forth. Okay, great. Anything I'm missing? Anything y'all want to add? You know, one thing that I would add is pre-K classrooms are just fantastic and they are just full of love. And every time I get to visit a school and visit the pre-K classroom, it is just uplifting and you're, it's just um, a place to, to go. And if you need a smile for the day, um, these teachers and teacher assistants, they are just angels in these classrooms. And um, I think any four-year-old that could be in one of our BCS pre-K classrooms, it's just so lucky to have that opportunity. That's so nice. Anything else? Thank you so much, Shannon, for that. I absolutely can speak. I feel I've had an opportunity to meet everybody in the county, of course, that is involved with pre-K, and we have the best. I pride myself in being able to say we're amazing here in Beaufort (laughs) County. The teachers are all incredible, and to any parent wondering if they put their child in a classroom here in Beaufort County, they are going to receive great love and great academics I can attest to that because you guys are all like little angels and I mean you almost have to be like it's it's hard nine to one and they're all just learning some of them have never been in the setting you have patience of a saint (laughs) I don't know that I could ever do it I love it I love it and you have said that a million times so I think that's really neat oh my gosh okay so we have a bonus round let's let's do our bonus round this is always really fun So I didn't tell y'all about this, but all right. So seasons are changing. What is your favorite season? Fall. I love fall too. I love fall. Mm. I'm a fall girl too. Yeah. Mm. I guess I'll have to be different. Um, summer's probably your summer. I'm a summer girl. <laughs> yes. I'm with y'all. As soon as it starts getting chilly, I'm going out and buying pumpkin candles. I got to put all my pumpkins out. <laughs> I love fall. Oh, goodness. All right. What is the longest flight you've ever taken? This is sort of inspired by Shannon because she's mm-hmm. she's lived a few different places. So mm-hmm. longest wow. flight? My longest flight's probably probably been 10 hours or so. Ooh. Yeah. That's a I'm, big one. I'm thinking mine. Mine was seven. Okay. About seven hours. I think my longest flight was probably about 10 hours. Hawaii okay. is where we went. I was going to say, where where yeah. were the locations? Yours was Hawaii? Okay. Well, mine was actually um, going to England. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about um, yours? You said seven? Tucson, Arizona. All right. What was the color of your childhood bedroom? <clears throat> Do you all remember? Pink. White. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, we lived in a log house, a log cabin, you so did? our walls were log. Yeah, so brown, I guess. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Wood. Wood. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm like you. My parents wouldn't let us they paint our rooms. I think mine was like yellow or and look, the house, the house we grew up in, it was so big and beautiful, but like all the carpet, we they bought it from some other family and she loved green. Every carpet in the house it was a different color green carpet mine was like mm, like baby food color like that it was gross yeah <laughs> so anyway and then our parents never let us paint no, our rooms we we're always like them. what color do you want to paint your room <laughs> we always do i think that's because mine never let me paint mine. <laughs> it's so funny you brought up carpet because yeah. i was determined growing up my room always had to be pink uh-huh. like my room had to be pink Mm-hmm. And we had this ugly blue carpet, mm-hmm. so my room was very tacky. 
I bet. Mm-hmm. With the pink walls and the blue. My walls had to be pink. Oh, ladies, I've had so much fun today. Thanks for coming on. Sharing more about pre-K. I hope you fill those slots next year. So thanks again. Thanks for having us, Kristen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Open Mic with Kristen, a BCS studio production. To listen to all future and past podcasts, search Open Mic with Kristen on Spotify or Apple. Be sure to follow Beaufort County Schools on Twitter and Facebook, where we share all newly released podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and follow to hear more celebrations of Beaufort County School students, teachers, and administration. Thank you again for joining. Think different, think BCS, 